today, with all the things that have happened to me, I get emails on Facebook from friends I went to high school with, often starting with, Gary, you're so lucky. I reply to every single one of them, all of them, with the reply of an opening line first, Jan, great to see you again. You look great, kid's super cute. P.S. I am super not lucky. Let me remind you, Rick, remember when we graduated college and you went to the Jersey Shore every weekend and hooked up with chicks and drank beer? I worked. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. How many questions, the same thing. Put out content, put out a great product, test things, try it all, use data, use your intuition, test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. And this, this just insane lack of patience and lack of understanding that takes actual skills to actually win is, is frustrating at times. What does a local business need to do to get customers? You need to have a great product. You need to make people that could potentially buy your product, know about it. You can do that through content. You can do that through advertising. You can do that by going to the Chamber of Commerce. You can do that by fucking cold calling every single business in town. Like, fuck man. There's just so many ways to do it. But one way not to do it is to watch my videos and read Seth Godin's books and ponder and strategize and whiteboard all day and debate with your brother and wonder why. Like, lack of action is one way not to do it. One thing I'm doing is I'm constantly in motion. I'm constantly in motion, I'm changing my products, I'm changing my game, I'm changing all the time, I'm, I'm redoing my pitch deck for VaynerMedia, I've got different ideas of how to sell it. Fucking learn how to love losing. Learn how to love losing like I do. You know why I'm not scared of testing? Because I don't fear the loss. I don't fear people laughing at me. Fucking laugh at me. Go ahead, laugh at me. I don't give a fuck. Try to laugh at me. Laugh at me with your opinions. Let's talk results. You know who can you laugh at me? People that are beating me. You're Zucks, you're allowed to laugh. Elon, you're allowed to laugh. Sack a laugh at me. You're loud. If you're not beating me, don't fucking laugh. People are scared. People are scared. People are scared of trying new things. People want to, people are students. You're students. You're not a fucking entrepreneur. You're a student. You're a student. All you want to do is read and consume and ponder and make pretend and talk about how you're gonna. Fuck you're gonna. Go do it. You can only read so much, you have to do. I, I'm an extreme, maybe I'm different, I don't learn that way, I don't read anything. That's not right, but is it right to read all of them? Shit, how many fucking books from these experts do you need? Do shit, learn, put in the work. Don't fucking have dinner at seven o'clock and drink two beers and have the fucking Spurs Golden State game in the background with your two buddies and tell each other how you're gonna do it. Just go do, like, my biggest goal is I have no fans. That my fans learn from me and, and get inspired from me and then don't consume me. I'm not, I don't care how big my subscription numbers are or how many people follow me. I don't want you here. I never want to hit a million subscribers on YouTube. I don't want you here. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need that. I need to make an impact. I want the legacy of you coming up to me. Last night at my meetup, the 400 people, 300 people showed up, 40 of them whispered in my ear, you changed my life. That's what I get off on. Not them still buying my books, or buying my courses, or being a VaynerMedia client. I want legacy, I've made enough money. I'm good, I'm great. If I don't make a single dollar again, great. I don't need to buy the Jets, I need to try to buy the Jets. That's a distinction. I want legacy, I want you to show up to my funeral because you watched a Facebook live stream when I was in San Diego and I ranted, and I finally kicked your ass into gear and you realized no more reading, no more consuming, time to do.
Try to put your fears in action, great. You go over 70, I love when people don't hire us. You're moving, you're constantly moving. Like that's how you have to do it. You just can't just think and ponder and read Medium and, and wonder and watch one more book and order 10 more Udemy courses and go to four more fucking conferences. Enough listening, start doing shit. Don't be scared. Like it's action, it's going, it's doing. To me the question is how do you stand out forever? There's a level of practicality that's different for everyone predicated on how fancy they want to be. How much money do you need to take home to pay for your life that you're so happy about? Where's your happiness and where's the things you want that you need money for? Where's that Mendoza line? And let me ask you a question. Do you need four sports jackets or three? Do you need 11 pairs of pants or seven? Do you need to go on three vacations or two? My friend, every dollar you put back into your business gives you the potential to have that business be healthier long term. I believe this entire conference and this entire space is broken and everything is based on data that isn't actually practical to the reality of the business. Most people start businesses to take the money out to buy themselves things, which is why they never build long-term big businesses. You have to understand there's a fundamental reason I have the career that I have. The only thing I am is energy for the long term. When you can oversell your reality, but then build to the new reality, that's how you get big. For VaynerMedia, I was able to, over the last five years, grow us from 22 people to 800 people, from three million to 100 million in revenue, because I can continue to do my model. We're gonna make less money this year at 100 million than we made last year at 67. Net, I don't mean percentage, net. Historically, I've liked to run them where one year is profitable and the next year is not. So the growth is there, but the non-profitable other, every other year was predicated on me being able to invest in people, advertising, or resources. More people, more capabilities, because I'm gonna take the whole fucking pie. 99% of the market is short. And the 1% that isn't and has the talent wins every time. Which makes no sense because unless you're gonna die, you should only play long term. If you're gonna live to be in 2020, you might as well play to be in 2020. The disproportionate reason that most people in this room will not win is actually not the hard work, which is what I'm gonna talk about probably for the next 45 minutes. It's your lack of patience. Today, with all the things that have happened to me, I get emails on Facebook from friends I went to high school with, often starting with, Gary, you're so lucky. I reply to every single one of them, all of them, with the reply of an opening line first, Jan, great to see you again. You look great, kid's super cute. P.S., I am super not lucky. Let me remind you, Rick, remember when we graduated college and you went to the Jersey Shore every weekend and hooked up with chicks and drank beer? I worked. You know, when I was 22 to 28, I was making 35 to $55,000 a year, but I had no expenses. I didn't go on vacations. I didn't buy fancy things. So I saved my money. I saved my money, I saved my money. And then when, the t- you know, I had hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't have millions. I had hundreds of thousands of dollars because I didn't spend anything. And, uh, and then I started making $100,000 a year and $150,000 a year. And by the time I was 33, 34, when I had that opportunity, I still not bought a home. I was still in an apartment. I was 33 years old and I was renting. And uh, because I was saving cash to go on the offense. And 
I knew something would happen one day and it did. And so when I had a chance to invest in those companies, I put hundreds of thousands of dollars, not millions, but those hundreds made millions, made tens of millions and so that's it, nothing crazy, nothing, I didn't have any crazy, crazy advantage. There's a lot of people that make $55,000 a year when they're 23. The problem is they go to Coachella and they wanna buy a watch and they wanna buy a BMW and I didn't. So I ate shit for 13 years and then I had a moment and I struck. I already won, I figured myself out, I know what makes me happy, nothing in the world makes me happier than being able, and by the way, this is for everybody. Everybody is the happiest when they get to do what they want to be doing. When you get to do what you want to do, you've won. That is the seductive nature of entrepreneurship because you have control. There's no boss. But the company can become your boss. The the overextending yourself and paying for your lifestyle can become your boss. Uh, Not paying attention to what makes you happy anymore can become your boss. Uh, and that's why I try to stay grounded in that stuff. I am stunningly the most rational and the most practical of all, yet I don't see that. The only way to stand out, in my opinion, is to stand out for the long term. You could do a lot of things to stand out for the next week. You can use shock movement, you can growth hack, you can buy follow, all the dumb shit that everybody's doing to win for a week or a month, maybe even a year. To me the question is how do you stand out forever? I was once on top, but then I fell off. How do I regain my energy levels? Karim, to just realize you've got no fucking choice. What I don't think people realize is you've got no choice but to get back on the game, right? To like really attack, to, to, to go. Like either you dwell on your misfortunes or you, uh, or you look at them as you know, chips on your shoulders to make you better. Like I think romanticizing around losses is, is interesting. Like it's just a mindset like, like you know, like I think the problem is that people get to a place where they don't want to go backwards because they get fancy, right? They get accustomed to a certain lifestyle, they want certain things and like, for me, I love the game so much more than the riches that come along with it and so you can get real cozy and comfortable with nice homes and and nice trips and, and dinners but the truth is like, I don't know, for me it's like, you know, I'd prefer not to you know, go backwards, but if I have to, I have to because I made mistakes and the market made me pay for it. You gotta love the fact that the game is fair and like, that's it. And like, too many people are like, it's unfair. It's super fucking fair. Like, shit went down and that's it. Like, of course it's fair. Like, it is what it is. I, sh- I think everything's fair. My mom instilled so much confidence in me. My circumstance of being the oldest, you know, born immigrant kid instilled confidence in me. Um, my environment, my natural DNA, my mom, you know, a million things happened. And now all I want to do is instill confidence in others, right? You know, I just want to, I want to instill um, confidence in others, you know? The bottom line is real simple, like, I'm trying to be here every day for everybody and bring value to you guys so that you guys can feed off my energy and optimism and, and, and me, in some way through my communication style, instilling confidence in you or giving you courage um, feels like an incredible opportunity for me to give back to the game that's been so good to me. And so I have a level of gratitude and probably some level of guilt of how good my DNA is, how good my circumstances. I got blessed being an immigrant and coming from you know, not much and, um, and having so much charisma and hunger and all that shit. And so, um, 
anything I can do through my documenting, uh, through my live streams, through my five Instagram posts a day, um, anything I can do to you know, be a different voice from the negative voices around you, whether that negative voice is in your head, whether that negative voice is coming from your parents, whether your negative voices are coming from your coworkers or friends or you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, um, that's it. And so like when Andy Sorales says, bro, chill with the acid, it makes me smile when everybody says, give me the drugs you're giving to yourself or this guy's on coke or whatever it is, makes me happy because when I know that I don't even put Advil into my system, (laughs) when I know that I've never even tried smoking, um, when I know that it's super hard to stay positive and super easy to be cynical, which means I'm trying so hard every fucking day, that it's so much harder to be optimistic and positive. And so, you know, it is what it is. Like, at the end of the day, I care so much for you to feed off of this, and on the flip side, I don't give a fuck. Outside of Liz Novello, who's in this, who's my sister, like, I'll give you everything I got, D-Rock, and if you don't take it, fuck you, right? And that's just the way it is. Like, I'll give you everything I fucking have, every fucking secret that pops into my dome, every tactic that I've got, every connection I can give you, every hello I can give you, any acknowledgement I can give you, my three seconds attention when we run into each other at an airport, answer you when I can, give you the best content that I can, give you the blueprint that got me here when I can, produce, invest in production of content at scale, try to fucking extract everything that's in my fucking soul for you for free. You can keep your money, I'm playing for your admiration and I wanna earn it.